Welcome and bienvenidos everyone. My name is Eva and today on this podcast I will be talking about knowing your rights as a teenager while interacting with the police. And now you're probably wondering why my 16 year old Latina self wants to talk about this topic and well here is the tea. Not too long ago, I had my own interaction with the police and I didn't know my rights. So I'm here to educate all of you in the case that you ever have to encounter the police. Hopefully you don't, but this is still useful information. Later on, I will interview law clerk Michelle Villegas and we will go more into detail on this topic. The first thing I want to go over are your constitutional rights. And that is a big word I will explain. But basically... It's the right to remain silent, the right to an attorney, and to have an attorney appointed if you cannot afford one. What this means is that you don't have to answer any questions. If you want a lawyer present, you may have one. And if you cannot afford one, they can provide you with one. And these rights should be used even when the officers don't tell you about them, because everything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. And I understand that this may be a boring topic and uninteresting. And I know this because I used to think the same way until I had my own encounter with the SFPD. I'm going to share my story with all of you. And this may be a lot to process, but I just want everyone to listen with an open heart and an open mind. Three weeks ago, a very close friend of mine and I were over at a friend's house with their parents' permission to go and feed their pet fish while they were off on vacation. We were feeding the fish when we saw police officers through a window. Sadly, there was a gun pointed at my friend, and we were being falsely accused of robbing and entering my other friend's house. When we walked out to the front of the house, there was at least 10 officers surrounding the house. Um, They made us sit on the front steps when they began to question us, and they did not tell us what our constitutional rights were before answering the questions. And since we were scared and really nervous, it didn't cross our minds at all. So we answered the question. We were just scared of making a wrong move and having a gun pointed at us again or answering something wrong and then getting accused of giving false information since we were being questioned by multiple officers who were asking the same questions. We were not told our constitutional rights until we were done being questioned. And once again, I was too nervous that I I didn't really even pay attention to the officer speaking. Our parents were obviously called since we are minors and we were allowed to go home. I do understand that the officers didn't know who was in the house or what our intentions were. And yes, they were doing their job for the most part. I just didn't see the need for pulling a gun out, having way more than 10 officers outside of the house and sneaking up on us, which terrified us. The officer who pulled the gun out on my friend, when he apologized, he was laughing. And I honestly don't know what pissed me off more, the fact that he was laughing or the fact that our feelings weren't taken into any consideration. When our parents found out what had happened, They immediately freaked out, as a parent would, but they began to worry more about our mental health because although physically we were fine, what happened took a large toll on us mentally. For me, personally, the experience was traumatic. 
and I constantly blame myself for not knowing what I could have done. My friend and I's rights were violated. So in the case that you are arrested or detained, you do not have to answer any questions. And I cannot stress this enough. You don't have to answer any questions. If the situation gets out of hand and there is violence being used against you, you do have the right to ask the officer for their information. Or if someone else is around, ask them to record what is going on. And you also have the right to ask to speak to a lawyer at any given moment. The whole point of me sharing my experience is so that everyone realizes that it doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, what you are or you aren't doing, if you are innocent or not, your rights, they just have to be put into place because you are a human being who matters. Especially if your skin got some melanin to it. Officers see people of color as a threat. So you just have to be extra careful for your own safety. I will now be asking a few questions to law clerk Michelle Villegas, who will go more into detail on this topic. I think it's necessary, though. I mean, I think especially in this world that we're living in, um, youth need to know their rights. And um, our schools are are sometimes, you know, are the only other place that oftentimes youth know than their house, you know. And so yeah. um, because it should it should ideally be a safe space at school, they should be able to learn about their rights there. Yeah, and um, like the whole point of me doing this is because I had my own encounter with the mm -hmm. police and I didn't know my rights. Mm -hmm. So I just felt like this is something mm -hmm. I needed to educate others on because it's it's useful yeah. stuff. And like you said, like we, if we know our rights, we hold this power over them. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and within yourself, you know, and, and that's like, um, like almost like an invisible like sense of security right that you know um, what you're owed and uh, no one can take that from you you know yeah mm -hmm. all right so the next question is are teenagers of color more likely to be arrested than any other race yeah um, I thought that was a really interesting question and um, I mean my understanding is you live in San Francisco do you live in San Francisco yes Yes. Okay. So I just want to be sure before I say anything else. Um, so I was actually trying to see if I could find like statistics about arrests in San Francisco, you know, to even um, kind of narrow it down. Um, and I was looking at the, the juvenile um, kind of like probation department numbers and uh, San Francisco has actually done um, a good job of, of kind of rolling back the number of, of minors that they have in like juvenile detention halls. Um, but even still, um, black and Latino youth definitely outnumber um, their white counterparts in juvenile detention, right? And like mm -hmm. in juvenile detention, typically you have kids who are being, who have been convicted of like in their minor age of felonies and of more serious crimes. Um, but, you know, either way those like the vulnerable communities, the communities of color that are overrepresented in like nationally in prisons, they're definitely overrepresented in um, in juvenile halls. Um, and I and although San Francisco has like made an effort, you know, um, particularly San Francisco has made an effort in rolling back um, how many kids they're actually detaining in those halls. Um, there's still nationally a problem of the school to, to prison pipeline. 
Um, do you know what the school to prison pipeline is? Um, no. Could you tell me more? Yeah, definitely. So like the school to prison pipeline is basically this like um, um, analysis of the way that uh, vulnerable youth get treated by the school systems. Um, and when I say vulnerable youth, I mean like youth of color, right? Um, low income youth. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes it might be LGBT youth or immigrant youth. Um, and so um, what what's basically happened is that, you know, as, as crime has increased and like how, and the way that, you know, crime kind of gets highlighted as this like um, hot topic uh, for like politicians and, you know, others to kind of like scare people, you know, and scare communities into making them think that they need like more intense laws or um, stricter rules, you know, um, basically these kinds of policies called zero tolerance policies have been implemented in schools. So have you, does your school, for example, or have you ever heard of schools that have zero tolerance policies? Like, um, oh, like if you show up late three times, like it's an automatic suspension or things like that. Yes, my, uh, I think my middle and my high school, they have zero mm-hmm. tolerance policies. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like, those are definitely policies that are really, really common. Um, you know, and I remember when I was in high school and in middle school, I would always feel like really pressured about sh- about showing up to school late and being like really stressed out um, because I didn't want to have to risk, you know, getting a suspension and then getting sus- or getting, um, you know, those piling up and then me getting a suspension. Um, and oftentimes, you know, we see like those types of zero tolerance policies happening at more low income schools or with um, schools that have higher numbers of youth of color. Um, and so these zero tolerance policies, basically, they end up um, basically causing like um, more opportunities for these youth uh, to have run-ins with law enforcement. Um, and those incidences often become like the first contact that a lot of um our youth have with the criminal justice system, especially because a lot more schools now have law enforcement on campus, right? Like school resource officers. And so because of that, um, you know, those numbers, the school to prison pipeline basically says that, you know, these zero tolerance policies and these really harsh school disciplinary rules um, are basically creating a pipeline from the schools into um, systems of incarceration, right? Like prisons um, and maybe even mental health hospitals um, of, of, of vulnerable youth. And, um, actually the statistics say that like black students in particular are three times more likely than white students to be suspended or expelled. Um, and that's part of like, you know, this concern, um, over the school to prison pipeline and the fact that we're really, uh, continuing to harm our, our youth, um, you know, even when they're, even in the name of like discipline. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot. Um, it's a lot, yeah. <laughs> um, it's scary, next, right? Yeah. yeah. The next question is, um, if a minor is being arrested without a legal guardian present, should the minor answer any questions? Yeah, um, this is a really important question, you know, and I think that, like, the overall golden rule is, like, if at any point you talked, you know, you're stopped by a law enforcement officer whether that be a police officer or like an ICE officer, um, you know, you don't ever need to talk to them. Uh, And I know that sounds kind of like, you know, counterintuitive, Mm -hmm. um, 
but no, like um, whether you're with um, a legal guardian or a parent or alone, you know, you don't need to talk to a cop. Um, you have the right to remain silent. And that's something that um, is our constitution. It's, it's in the constitution, right? And that applies to anybody, whether um, they're, um, you know, an adult, a minor, a citizen or a non-citizen, you know, if they're an immigrant, uh, you have the right to remain silent. And, um, you know, you can be respectful, you can be polite and you can say, you know, I know my rights and I actually like to remain silent. Or you can say something like, um, which is really the most important thing to say, maybe you should say it first, um, is say, you know, I know my rights, um, I'd actually like to remain silent, am I free to go? Mm -hmm. um, and as soon as, as a police officer tells you you're free to go or says, you know, I'm just trying to ask you some questions, um, something like that, you can say, okay, but I wanna remain silent. And, you know, just like continue to like emphasize that there's nothing else that needs to be said. Um, at the end of a day, at the end of the day, the, the police officer is asking you questions because they're either looking for some sort of um, information about a crime that occurred. Um, and, and it just doesn't, it's never gonna be like good news. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. like, like a police officer, um, if I can be like super blunt about it, like police officers are not our friends. Um, mm -hmm. And they're not looking to just, you know, chop it up with you. Like, they're not just trying to get to know you. They have no reason to do that, you yeah. know? Um, and so it's important to be able to say, um, I, I want to remain silent. Am I free to go? Actually, I know my rights and I like to remain silent as often and as many times as you need to, as calmly as you can. Um, and even though it might, you know, super bother you and, and you know, just get under your skin, if, even if they say things like, um, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to get you into trouble or um, if you answer me, you can go home or um, if you tell me what your friends did, nothing will happen to you. Or, you know, if you didn't do anything wrong, then you don't, you know, then, then why are you like, you know, then you don't need to be quiet. Mm -hmm. um, things like that, you know, cops will say a lot of things to be able to get information and, and they can actually lie also, like they're allowed to lie to you. So, um, you know, there's no reason to ever, yeah, yeah, they're allowed to lie to you. So they don't, they don't have to be forthcoming with you about any information that they have. Like, you know, let's say like a police officer stops you on the street and they saw you, you know, let's say you, um, you know, they just saw you walk out of a convenience store where someone had reported something um, robbed, right? Mm -hmm. And even if they, um, you know, they saw that you didn't do anything, they can say, oh, I know you took that, you know, come on, like, I know you took that, work with me here so I can help you out. You know, they can say things like that, um, just to try to get the information that they need. Um, and that's why it's important, you know, for, you know, like you said, for youth to know their rights, to be able to um, assert them and say, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk to you. I want to remain silent. Um, and even going as far as saying, you know, if, um, if I have to talk to you, I want an attorney. I won't talk to you until I have an attorney or I won't talk to you until I can call my parent. You know, you're allowed to have your parent there whenever a school, if a school official or a police officer is questioning you, you're allowed to have your parent there with you or a guardian. Um, so yeah, I hope that I hope that answered your question. I don't. Um, yes, it did. Yeah. Also, like it made me realize um, when I had my own encounter, I was being accused mm -hmm. of robbing and entering a home when I wasn't, mm. and it's like yeah, it makes sense now because 
they were trying to put this on me and it wasn't happening and yeah. I had to explain myself so I had it's like I felt like I had to answer their questions yeah I mean they you definitely feel that way because there's such heavy authority right like um yeah. I mean their, their presence is super heavy and um it's very scary to especially be questioned by them and being accused of something I mean I can't imagine how scary that must have been so I'm sorry that you went through that um but I it makes me happy as, at, for me as somebody who's you know an advocate of of constitutional rights you know and like also an advocate for youth like it makes me happy that you're doing this now because this is the the best way to you know like pay it forward and and put that energy back into the the world in a way that's um, really loving and really productive and helpful. So um, I think it's really cool. <laughs> Thank you. Mm -hmm. So the next question is, um, in the case that a teenager being questioned doesn't know their rights, should they answer any questions? No, definitely not. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, like, I will always, I will say forever and ever, do not talk to a police officer. Um, mm -hmm. Like if, if that helps, you know, to hear my voice saying like in your head, no, don't talk to the cops, you know, um, mm -hmm. all you have to say, especially if you don't know your rights is, um, I want to remain silent. That's it. Like, I want to remain silent and then asking them as calmly as possible. Am I free to go? Um, you know, and if, and at, the thing is that not every single time that a police officer talks to you, that doesn't mean they're about to arrest you. That doesn't mean that they're detaining you, right? Uh, it doesn't mean that you're in custody. It could be that they're doing something called a Terry stop. And what, what a Terry stop is, is when a police officer will stop you on the street and ask you questions about something that's going on. Like I mentioned to you earlier, like if they have questions about a crime that just occurred, right? Mm -hmm. um, and like what happened to you? So like that technically would be if they're stopping to ask you questions about it, that's a Terry stop. But during a Terry stop, if you say, uh, I'm not comfortable answering these questions alone, um, you know, I'm underage, um, am I free to go? You know, you can, if they, if they say yes, you just go ahead and be on your way as calmly as possible. There's no need to run away, you know, there's mm -hmm. no need to like, you know, run off and be like, like flipping them off and be like, F you pop cops, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. no need to do yeah, all that yeah. either, right? Because like at the end of the day, like your goal is to, go home you know is to be safe in your home and like to get out of that situation as safely as possible um and um so yeah I mean it's it's hard because not everybody does know their rights and especially teenagers and like kids they don't know their rights all the time um but I know that like we've all heard it on tv right we've heard like uh you have the right to remain silent everything that you say yeah. can and will be held against you in court and that's true. Everything that you say can and will be held against you. That's why you should never, ever, ever talk to the cops, um, you know, unless you have an attorney present with you, uh, which is very rare, right? <laughs> it's like very yeah. rare that like all of a sudden you and I Eva, are going to be walking down the street, you know, together. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so you, um, you know, that's, that's your right. Um, that's, that's actually something called your Miranda rights, um, the right to remain silent the right to have an attorney with you present um, during any of the proceedings that are happening uh, while you're in custody. Um, and also, um, you know, you have the right to call your attorney. You have the right to call your parent because you're a minor. Um, if you are put into police custody um, and it's important that, that kids know that, but there's no need to talk to police otherwise. 
Yeah, because mm-hmm. in my situation, I felt like I had to in order to make myself like innocent so that I could get yeah. Yeah, that's real, you know, and I think that that's what most people think when they get into situations. And I mean, how many times do you hear about people being like wrongly accused of things? And it's because, um, unfortunately, you know, that the the criminal justice system is very biased. And that's something that's been historically proven, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of people who end up being put in, you know, put into prison, uh, uh, being jailed for a crime that they didn't commit, because um, they said something that was useful enough to a police officer that they that the police officer could turn it on them, you know, and use that yeah. against them to like get a conviction on them. Um, so it's it's definitely I think it's it's a common feeling that you felt, um, and it's and that's why it's important for people to know that they don't have to they don't have to talk to them or answer yeah. their questions. Yeah, like I don't mm-hmm. want other people my age or any age at all to just go through that feeling yeah yeah I feel that so my last question is um if an officer is using force against a minor being arrested is there anything the teenager can do yeah I think I think that's a really like timely question to ask and um it was actually I think the hardest question that you presented um you know it's it's really hard to say um we're, we're like living in a time where we have access to phones like all over the place and cameras, you know, and we're seeing um, people like specifically black people being killed in the street by police, right? When they didn't commit a crime or, you know, even at the end of the day, if someone did commit a crime, like the, the sentence shouldn't be death on the street without a trial, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's really hard um, to tell, to advise someone, you know, if they get caught up in a situation where the police is, is being violent against them. um, It's hard to say, just stay calm. It's hard to say, continue to be respectful, continue to be polite. And it like, honestly, it hurts me to say that. And like, it like breaks my heart a little bit because it, you know, half the time we see these videos of folks who like, are being polite, they're being respectful, they're saying like, um, please stop doing this, you know, please stop hurting me. Um, and, you know, things just go south anyways. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, I still like, that's the best advice I can give is say like, be calm, as calm as possible, don't resist the rest. Um, you know, you can always like write down your story afterwards you can always ask for an attorney afterwards. Um, if you end up being arrested and taken to like um, a police station to be booked, you can ask for your parent. Um, and, but I'd say like for somebody who is underage, like a teenager, I would, I would, even though you don't ever need to show the police your papers, you know, like as in like your ID or your documents or whatever, mm-hmm. you can say like, you know, I'm underage, I'm a minor. Um, you know, I'm 16 years old, please stop, like, or I'm 16 years old, you're hurting me, or, you know, um, I'm 16 years old, I'm not resisting, you know, like, saying your age, and like, putting, putting that out there, I think is, is really powerful, because um, at the end of the day, and a lot of places now, police are required to wear body cameras, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, I've seen them. you know, yeah, um, have you, have you seen the way that they work, like, the way that, did, 
people the way that officers turn them on and turn them off or no, or no I've just seen them on an officer oh okay okay yeah it's like they're required to have them but like it's so some of them are automatic some of them turn on and off I think on their own but a lot of them it's like they can just push a button and turn them off you know yeah. uh, which is crazy um but yeah I mean I think that either way um youth have a lot of power um to say like their age in that moment and that and you know one thing I want to say also on that is that you don't ever have to say like I'm a citizen or I'm I'm not a citizen or I'm an immigrant if a police officer asks you about that you don't have to say like your citizenship status at all Mm -hmm. they have no right to ask you about that but um you know saying for example if, if it were me like saying my name is Michelle Villegas like I have I'm 16 years old you know um I'm not resisting arrest um I think that's the most powerful thing you can do and just continuing to be as, you know, literally being like the bigger person and, and being calm in, in the face of like violence, you know, is, is, or the face of force is the best thing you can do to be able to make sure that you get to go home safely um, and that you, you know, can continue living on past that moment as like crazy and, and heavy as that sounds, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I have for today. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good for giving me the opportunity for like letting me interview you, you know, ask these tough questions. Yeah, uh, no problem. I'm happy to help and I'm happy I could, you know, provide some information for you today. I'm I'm always happy if you want to reach out again. Uh- now I want to end this on a positive note because that's how I started this. That's how I want to finish this. After you heard all those opinions, the advice, the cold hard facts um i want to send everyone listening to this some of that positive energy some good juju it doesn't matter if you don't believe just take it i'm kidding anyways thank you so much for tuning in with me and listening to what i had to say adios sending lots of love